2: Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T Mobile. You can count on T Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
1: One o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Drew Nixon with you on a Wednesday. That means it's time to check in with our guy, Josh Klingler, who you hear every morning, bright and early at 6 a.m. and On the sidelines for Chiefs football on the Chiefs radio network, he'll be in Buffalo, New York at Orchard Park. And I was saying yesterday, Kling, normally we'd be saying, man, you ready for that cold weather? But you're good now. Like I feel like you're good for a very long time on the sideline. You'll never have anything like you experienced last weekend.
2: I think that's probably safe to say. It's hard to imagine we'll have a colder game at Arrowhead Stadium or maybe anywhere than we had this past week for everybody that went. Everybody that worked and everybody that went, it was uh, it was a chore for sure. So yeah, the uh, balmy twenty five degrees in <laughs> Buffalo will feel great.
1: Yeah, you'll be good. I, I I heard they were offering the players like scuba suits. You know, you hear that they, these skin tight suits. I assume that you you were purchasing
2: a scuba suit as well. I think by that time I had so many layers on, I couldn't have <laughs> peeled back to get the scuba suit. But uh, yeah, I think I had I think I kind of I, I had three layers of socks. I had three layers of pants. I think I had about uh, six layers on top, the heated jacket, the face mask, the stocking cap, and uh, heated ins- glove inserts, and then regular gloves. So I think I I think I came out of it pretty, pretty good. The face was the only thing that was really cold at the end still, even with the face mask on. It was, it was brisk, but I, I, I loaded up. I think I, I didn't mess around, and I think I got it pretty close to right, so I was feeling not too bad considering
0: because of that weather and all the schedule shift that happened with Buffalo. And I guess the possibility that maybe they'd miss some practices this week based on some reporting because of the travel ban and all this stuff. Now McDermott said he'll solve it. How big of an advantage do you think it is that two extra days rest that Kansas city got over Buffalo, especially considering they were negative in the net rest for every opponent for about two months.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell because, I mean, it's not like they're not going to be doing anything. I, granted, Zoo would be different. Uh, as long as you're game planning, I don't know if you need the physical practice necessarily. I think they could probably counter that, hey, having the rest off the field is is valuable too. As of they are defensively as well, I don't know if that helps them get anybody closer to ready or not, but um, I, I would say as long as you're still at least meeting, which they're going to be, um, even if it's ends up being some kind of virtual thing, I think they'll probably be fine. But I think the the two days advantage the Chiefs will take, certainly with the way the back half of the schedule went, it, it feels like it's a it's about time that that happened uh, that, that favored their side of things. I don't – you know, you wish you'd have gotten two days of extra prep probably more than anything if you're the coaching staff, but the players will, won't argue with the rest.
1: What scares you, if anything, the most in this matchup other than, okay, Josh is just a really good quarterback because we were discussing, we know the Chiefs have had the red zone issues, but is there the, the tackle concern that you have for this one a little bit more than what we had uh, against the Dolphins? Because Juwan Taylor and Donovan Smith, to me, really weren't tested against the Dolphins based on personnel. I think they're going to have to to be up at their top level game for them to be able to protect Mahomes because of what the Bills have.
2: I think Rousseau and Oliver are pretty good uh, up front. And so, yeah, those give you a little bit of pause. Um, I, I think I think the X factor still could be the the Josh Allen run game. We saw him run, obviously, for a big touchdown last week. And they've, you know, I guess, accepted him running the football a little bit more when they made the, the offensive coordinator change. And so that dynamic is a little bit um, something to watch and the running game in general, because I don't know, if the chiefs have been firmly pressed in the run game, I thought maybe it was going to happen last week. And obviously they shut things down early and Miami really didn't try to do a lot in the run game. So if, if the bills can run with either cook or, or Josh Allen, you know, can they get the, the, the chiefs a little bit, you know, backed up that way. I think we're all confident in how they attack the, the passing game, but, but can they, you know, kind of old fashioned football, can they stop the run enough? Um, neither team gives up sacks. But both teams are really good at sacks, which is kind of an interesting dynamic as well. We think we think the Chiefs have have uh, have sacked the quarterback a lot, and they have, and and the Bills are right there with them numbers wise. And then both of them are I think one and two in sacks, least sacks allowed. So I don't know if you're going to get to either quarterback. So the the pressure portion is going to be interesting too. If someone can establish getting to the quarterback and actually you know getting their hands on them and and sacking them, I think that'll be a big advantage. But both quarterbacks do such a nice job of avoiding it.
0: How big do you think the coaching discrepancy is? Because on the field, Kling, I'll be honest, I think these two teams are weirdly similar for the same reasons you just pointed out. Don't give up sacks, get sacks. Similar ranked in defense and offense and talent. They seem like they're the same team. What's the coaching difference?
2: Well, I think I think it is a big difference. And then end of game, tight situations. Will the, will the Bills kind of revert to, to what they have? Really in matchups against the Chiefs, right? There's been the kind of like critical late things that have happened. I was having to be watching the montage of the thirteen the thirteen second comeback. That was like a I don't know it was like an eight or nine minute video that NFL.com had. I think it was like a year ago. It was revisited, and so I was watching that again. And I forgot, you know, there was like a, a key a key bad timeout they took. There's always like kind of something that the Bills do kind of late in games that that leaves you head scratching. So if it comes down to that close situation, especially I think certainly the uh, the the way you handle things at the end of games, the Chiefs have been very good in that manner. Are really over their run, and it's still kind of a question mark for Buffalo.
1: We heard from Andy Reid uh, about an hour or so ago, and he was talking how they had, you know, designated Sky Moore to return from IR. That Tony's going to practice today as well. And I, in a weird way, you you want guys to get healthy, of course, but the injuries prevented any temptation of playing either of them. Are you thinking we're going to see? Could Arias, Tony have a role or I guess just be active on Sunday night? Because I kind of like what they got going here. Just McColl, <laughs> Richie, James, and yeah. then just give the ball to Rice and occasionally Justin Watson.
2: Yeah, I think I think what I like best about the last game, I've been saying that since since it ended, was that they just they figured out who they could trust and they didn't mess around with trying to get everybody involved, which they did for a good portion of the season, right? It was just get the ball to, to Kelsey and Rice and everybody else. Hey, if you're really open... Uh, I might find you, but you're going to get a one-off or a couple of targets at most, and the bulk of it's going to run through through Rice and Kelsey. I think that's still the formula. What the combination is, maybe, maybe doesn't matter because I, I, I think you're right. I think if Kadarius Tony is active, there's going to be a temptation to try it again. Um, so those things, I, I, I understand how they scare a lot of fans. And, yeah, you, not that you're rooting for someone to not be healthy enough, but I can understand – if people are like, okay, it does take that out of the toolbox, because if it's there, I think there's going to be a temptation to use, especially Kadarius Kadarius Tony, right? Sky Moore, maybe just to get him back to practice and get him working out before the end of the season comes. I don't know, but um, they still have a, you know, a bunch of wide receivers that you're again, I wouldn't force playing time for, I just wouldn't force anything to McCall Hardman at this point. I wouldn't force anything to MVS at this point. Um, you know, Justin Watson, I think gives you the gives you exactly what he can in spurts, and that's okay. Uh, but then, other than that, you know, you don't need to open things up and you know make sure that six wide receivers get opportunities like you did earlier in the season. We know what the pecking order is now. Make sure you're using it.
0: Kling Pacheco didn't play in this matchup the last time. Neither did neither did P- or Tr- Drew Tranquil. Do you think that they're actually willing to run the ball for a second consecutive game? We saw him do it once. The question with Andy is not a one off, it's whether or not he'll stick yeah. to it.
2: I mean, I hope so. Um I don't know about you guys, but I was kinda of freaking out over the first two plays last week. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I was too. Pass, pass, I was and both like, looked man, ugly. Run, run it.
2: <laughs> and then they got the first down and I'm like, okay, then they kinda of settled in. So it was a a start where you went, Come on, let's let's just ground and pound. And I, I think that they're it's a dynamic that the Bills haven't seen before with Pacheco this year, right? So I think that's a, that's a nice little advantage to have. And then obviously you're, you're at your best when you have balance last week, 34 runs and 41 passes. That's when they're at their best. So hopefully they stick to that type of game plan. You got to establish it early though, obviously for them to, to be willing to continue it. I don't know if this is ever going to be a, a team uh, that if it's not going early, they're going to keep pounding, keep pounding, keep pounding. Like uh, say uh, Rabel and Derek Henry did for a number of years in Tennessee. Uh, so they're going to have to establish it early to give them confidence to continue to go back to it. Before the Chiefs
1: even play, we'll obviously know, will the Chiefs have a shot to host a six straight AFC title game. That's, of course, because Saturday the, Bru- the the Ravens will will take on the Houston Texans and that'll decide that scenario uh, before the Chiefs step foot on the field. What do you make of that matchup? Do you think C.J. Stroud can continue what has been an unbelievable year? He's going to be the offensive rookie of the year. He looks like he's on the verge of becoming a superstar in this league or do you think we need to
2: pump the brakes
1: a little bit and that uh, perhaps Lamar Jackson and the Ravens will will be able to actually roll past this team?
2: Well, just on Stroud, I'm always, I'm always the hey, slow down a little bit. I, I just couldn't believe that it was. I mean, the proclamations after this weekend were, oh, he's going to win. And I heard somebody <laughs> say he's going to win an MVP and he's going to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Winning the Super Bowl is not. I, I would put my odds on a on an MVP before a Super Bowl. Sure, Super Bowl's is not a guaranteed MVP. You can win without winning the Super Bowl. So. Um, I don't know. I still feel like it's kind of slow down, not to say that they're, they can't go in and beat Baltimore because I think they can present the Ravens some problems, but yeah, you wonder if it's, you know, they, they kind of, they've kind of overshot their, their season already, right. Past expectations. Is this the week that it comes crashing down? And then all the pressures on Baltimore and Buffalo, I think this weekend, um, you know, Buffalo's never slayed the, the chiefs dragon in the postseason, And, and Baltimore has left a lot to be desired in the postseason. So both of the home teams, surprisingly enough, have, have more, I think, pressure on them than the two road teams do. Not to say that the Chiefs are rolling in there with, uh, you know, the, uh, the old quote-unquote house money or anything, uh, because I think they have something to prove as well and really can kind of shut the door on some things as well, I think, with a, with a road win and finally get that, you know, well, Patrick hasn't done this nonsense uh, done. But the pressure is completely on Buffalo and I think a lot on Baltimore as well especially when you have the week off. That's not an easy opponent team that thinks that uh, they can go probably do just about anything right now in Houston, right? They got to be Uber believing in everything they do. And so they fly in there without any pressure and we'll see if Baltimore plays tight.
0: Kling last thing for me, uh, you were out in that weather on Sunday, as we previously discussed, if someone showed up, at your door appeared to be drunk and they were in that weather at one in the morning, would you let them in your house when you call nine one one? Oof. Maybe the garage. See, that's what I said. Maybe the garage. No chance. You don't want them to freeze to death. You don't want that on your conscience. No chance,
1: Kling. Did you hear what he just told you? He said, 1 a.m., drunk dude, at your house. Are you kidding
2: me? Probably wouldn't answer the door. It would be the first answer. (laughs) And then secondly, it would be not not, in the main house. But maybe you can sit in the garage until the authorities arrive. Mm,
1: I just, you, this person is drunk. You don't know
2: what they're on. All of a sudden your are beautiful Jeep
1: that you have or Jeeps that you have. Our windows are punched out. Tires are punctured.
2: Yeah. You uh, don't want someone to die, I think, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm not changing my answer, but I guess rethinking it a little bit would say probably just wouldn't answer the door. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Fair okay. Thank you. Kling. Uh yep. Enjoy the trip up to Buffalo. you never been to Buffalo. Have you?
2: I have not. The, uh, okay. the last time, was like uh, the the COVID year. I guess we were oh, yeah. we were in the uh, the press box at Arrowhead calling right. games in the COVID that's, year. That's so right. That's the last time the Chiefs were there. So I have not I have not been to to Buffalo. I prefer to go in like September. Um sure. so, You know. Sure. January wasn't the first option, but uh, you know I guess based on next year's schedule, it could be maybe it could be September. Yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, at least it's not blizzard. It sounds like the snow is going to be done after they get there three feet uh for the remainder Jeez. of the week and hopefully they'll have things uh shoveled out and it'll just be uh you know moderately uh chilly yeah
1: all right safe travels up to buffalo that's josh Klingler, chief cider reporter of course you here tomorrow morning on fesco in the morning starting at 6 a.m or what 558 i guess to be exact for those guys uh and Get it right yeah that's right 558 in the morning um they do play the Bills in Buffalo next year. That is true. That's already on the schedule. We just don't know when. I don't care and about regular
0: the, season games against Buffalo. You know. Yeah, that's they true. They can keep beating the Chiefs in mean, the regular if,
1: season all they want. I mean, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl again, then they're hosting that Thursday night game again, and then we'll, you know, then maybe who knows? Maybe they just do that. Or if Buffalo were to win it, then maybe they would have them go. Uh, they have them go in the opener.
0: I would say I would worry there's like a bigger thing at play when you take on the bills in a matchup like this, where we talked about, like, you can just keep them under your thumb and you've already had the big mental advantage over this team in the postseason. You've ended their season three out of the last four years. Mahomes was asked about that, but there is the like Royals over the Yankees or bulls over the Pistons part of it, where you don't really want to open up Pandora's box of, Oh, We can get past you now. I know it doesn't normally work that way in the NFL, but it does feel like sometimes for Buffalo that if they finally got past Kansas City this year, part of me just thinks they're winning the Super Bowl because they finally got the actual monkey off of their back. The thing that has stood in their way again, 75% of the way over the last four seasons where they've been one of the three or four best teams in the NFL every year. They just can't get past Kansas City.
1: I think there's truth to it, but didn't we also say that a year or two ago, whatever the Bills, there was I was a Sunday night football game a year or two ago where they came into Arrowhead regular season and they beat up on the Chiefs and people were at that point saying, "Well, there you go, they did they they, they beat them at Arrowhead regular. This time is going to be different." And then the Chiefs handled them in the playoffs. Like yep. so, I, I hear you. Like there's definitely that mental hurdle that can be cleared sometimes, but. I I thought we believed that they did that by winning in the regular season at one point. And you you, you said it. In the NFL, I don't know if there is
3: that now
1: that the Bills beat you in a playoff game. Now they they just are going to start winning all these games against you in the playoffs. It's more Uh, in
0: the NBA. Like Jokic unlocks one. They don't normally get one. They get like three. They just go on these spurts. And and I don't think it's necessarily just all mental. I think Kansas City has just been the better coach team leading these games. Because as you've said, those games have been pretty close. Chiefs-Buffalo games, shockingly enough, because they're constantly facing in the divisional round or one time in the AFC title game, they've been pretty close. But to Barry, I mean, I feel like it might be strong in the other way. If you beat them again, and you have been the ender of the Buffalo Bills season for four of the last five years, how the hell are they ever going to get past you with any kind of regularity? Maybe they get you once. Like Peyton Manning would occasionally get Tom Brady in the regular season. Actually, Peyton Manning was actually okay against Tom Brady in the postseason. Peyton Manning just didn't. He didn't. He didn't get as far yeah. in the postseason as Tom Brady yeah, I, did. Very yeah, often. I just.
1: Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it. Like. I. I. I hear you more on. Hey, if, if they beat you again, then it's like, man, you're zero three against Mahomes, and you start having that. But I. I don't know if it. It. it changes anything if you win other than storylines and legacy talk. that it actually opens it up. Yeah. I mean, as someone pointed out on the text line nine one three five eight six seven six ten, we could use the Cincinnati example as well. There was a period of time where Cincinnati was what three and zero or two and zero or whatever it was. Three and one or whatever. Yeah, something said, like that. Yeah. And then we also know. Cincinnati beat Kansas City a couple years ago in the AFC title game. They lost the Super Bowl, and, Jeez, then they, beat them next year. and then they lost in the AFC title game the next year. And then this year they didn't even make the playoffs. So I, I don't think it is like, oh man, we we beat Kansas City, so now we're just going to start rattling off a bunch of AFC yeah. titles. Like I think it's, it's so the difficult. NFL. It's so difficult to do. Mahomes and, and Andy Reid—they've made it hosting these AFC title games seem so easy. Let alone going to three Super Bowls, and it's just—it's so. Difficult to get there. It's why when you're there, you feel like you you gotta capitalize. The Chiefs fortunately have done that. You know the Cincinnati didn't do that, and and now here they are, they out of playoffs a year or two later. The Eagles didn't win in the Super Bowl last year. Now they look like a complete mess of an organization. Like you, you just have to capitalize.
0: I am still mad at the Chiefs for not just getting rid of this team. Well, they like had a you chance. You could have gotten yep. rid of this team. We wouldn't be talking about you traveling to Buffalo to take on. What is at the point, one of your biggest rivals in the NFL and a team that has given you problems, at least in the regular season, multiple times and beat you earlier this year. We could have just not been talking about this team. You reopened the door, which is annoying. And maybe the Chiefs can feel that way. Maybe they can go into this game and be like, man, this... This team shouldn't even be in the postseason, and we let them back in, and now they've won, what, six or seven in a row, whatever the hell it is.
1: Yeah, the Bills would have been out of the postseason. At the very least, you wouldn't be, at at minimum, even if other scenarios went differently, you would not be playing in Buffalo. You'd be going to Miami, probably. Yeah, the reason why you're on the road this weekend in Buffalo is because you lost to Buffalo head-to-head, one way or the other. Like, however you want to look at it, like, whether they'd be out of the playoffs or whether, yeah, Drew, you'd be going to Miami, whatever it would have been. Like, this exact scenario wouldn't be there. I love it, though. Like, it, it is fun. I mean, these, te- this, is, this is one of the rivalries. It doesn't have the same trash talk that we get with Cincinnati. That's why that one's a lot of fun. There's right? a little more mutual I, respect. Part, I, I love the trash talk. that you get. Cincinnati feels more of a hatred. This one is like a respected kind of rivalry. There's difference.
0: It's little brother respect. It's like, yeah. you guys are a really good team, and we acknowledge that. Good luck. Like, with Cincinnati, because they've had their punch in. Like, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they got their actual blow. They landed a haymaker on the on, on the Chiefs once. That's part of where the hate comes from. Sure. I can't hate Buffalo until they do something in the postseason to stop the Chiefs from the ultimate goal, which is get Patrick Mahomes as many Super Bowl rings as you can acquire mm. during his NFL and, playing career. And,
1: and probably like if Buffalo beats you, you're gonna be disappointed and all that. But if Buffalo then loses in the AFC title game the next week, it won't it, it won't even feel it won't no. feel is impactful like where Cincinnati beat you a couple years ago in the title game that that you were that close to going to a Super Bowl that's way more painful I'm also convinced they were beating the Rams that year because I think that was a really good matchup for them it it felt we felt like anybody (sighs) should have beat the Rams that particular season the Bengals didn't I know and that's (laughs) that's where and that's where Cincinnati like I know we all think Joe Burrow is going to go to three more Super Bowls maybe but like you got to capitalize while you're there
3: yeah hey uh Phantom call from the refs, and then if Quentin Spain wouldn't have gotten – if Quentin Spain wouldn't have gotten pancaked by look, Aaron Donald one and a half tr- second. The ref
1: stuff sucks on both sides. I know. Yeah, I'm not even blaming you, the refs. You know my, even this the game shouldn't be
0: decided by Quentin Spain, okay? I'll just let you know now. Well, That's hey, not a good way for a game to be decided. It was, Cody, and they have
3: they have <laughs> three of those five offensive linemen are not even in the league anymore. They're not Seriously. even on practice squad. They might be on practice squad. Hey, like, I don't know, but they're a not there. Super Bowl there. The with kid- offensive line play.
1: Huh. I've never heard of that one before.
0: Huh. Hey, You lost? <laughs> Huh. Sounds <laughs>
1: vaguely familiar.
0: Didn't get blown out though. <clears throat>
1: yeah, that's just fine. saying. Yeah, but then they the next year they
0: lost. I'll tell yeah. you this much: I don't care whether it's a blowout or a loss. Super Bowl loss is a Super Bowl loss, and it hurts about the same. You didn't win the Super Bowl, and you had a chance. Well, see, I, w-
1: I would actually argue the fact that at halftime of that Bucks Super Bowl, was, we already all kind of knew it was, it was, was over. You were <laughs> yeah. able to start coming, oh, coming yeah. to grips with it. Like it sucked, but you were able to start coping a little bit. Yeah, you're like this whereas, ain't gonna happen. Whereas yeah. if you you lose like the Eagles lost last year in the Super Bowl, that's painful. That's that's painful. Up double digits. That, that's really painful. With Bang- the ni- like the Niners, what happened with the, against the Chiefs? That's painful.
3: The Bengals had never won a Super Bowl, and they were up four with mm. under three mm. minutes left to go in the game. Yeah, that's and painful. That was that was painful. Yes. That's a much that's look, a much if, if, window, my, my
0: guess is if the Stabby. Chiefs
1: lose to the Bills, even though it's not a Super Bowl, it's going to be a close game one way or the other, where they win or lose. And so yeah, it's that's going to be that's going to be a rough one. It's Do you think it's
0: important one. that the Chiefs are getting a couple of guys back? I'd mention that to Kling. so they'll be. Drew Tranquil didn't play in the last matchup. Isaiah Pacheco didn't play in the last matchup against the Bills. Nick Bolton had just barely started to come back for this team. I think that there's something to the idea that even though they're already a very good defensive team, they're better. They're healthier. And Pacheco versus Clyde. Clyde only got 11 carries in that game, which I I think we could go back on and be like, how the hell did that happen? Clyde only got 11 carries in that game. Uh, Pacheco, that feels like a massive swing. No bigger than Tranquil, though. Let's be honest. Because Josh Allen's running ability, uh, you know, and their ability to guard both Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid, people that they found a way to use.
1: Yeah, I think the the Bills side, they would say what you just said, Kincaid and and what Dawson Knox now, that combination has become far more of a weapon. But for me, tranquil and then a healthy Bolton, I think that helps you in a huge way against Cook. And what the Bills tried to do early. And then Josh Allen, the mobility factor, where he's just – we all know. I mean, he's as good as anybody, if not the best quarterback in the league when it comes to running him and Lamar. Different style, though, right? Josh Allen will just run you over. Lamar's going to just also make you you break your ankle as he's running. It's a little bit different style. Josh Allen's case. Um, He did
0: both in this last game. Right. He (laughs) He broke someone's (laughs) ankle and can run you over.
1: That's true. But I I think having tranquil and then a healthy Bolton – is going to help them against Allen. Not that like Allen's probably still going to rush for thirty plus yards. That's just who he is.
0: Can he only you, had thirty in the game against can the you, Chiefs last can, time. Can
1: you prevent the fifty-two yard touchdown run, which is what he just did against the Pittsburgh Steelers, where they were abysmal, whether it was a fake slide or not. They the tackling was you
3: know. Was Dalton Kincaid playing in that game? Against the Chiefs earlier, or was he still out? Knox was one that was out. I Knox believe. was out. I believe I no, think, Knox I, had been out and Kincaid I know had a little bit of an issue, Yeah, but I, I, it was I,
0: when I, Kincaid was actually going through his spurt of good play. When they had decided maybe they had gotten a little bit of something out of Kincaid just based on the fact that, you know, they they were getting
1: somewhere. In, in that, in that, that game, Dalton Kincaid had five catches for twenty one yards, and then Dawson Knox wasn't playing, it looks like from what I can see on the
0: It's so weird. They did a nice job against Josh Allen the last time. But then they have made other non-running quarterbacks look like Michael Vick, like Easton sticks out here doing like nine spin moves for like sixty yards. Oh, I don't take anything game.
1: away from the Chargers game, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you want to, the one you want to go to is actually hey, they are a top Earl, ten, bottom it, sorry it, bottom ten in rushing
0: it, yards allowed it, by a quarterback.
1: It, it, the Chiefs. The one that I actually point to, and I think some of it is when you're not expecting it, right? These teams, you know, look at what happened in the first half when the Chiefs played Cincy and Jake Browning. They yeah. kept going bootleg, bootleg, bootleg. The Chiefs, you know, clearly weren't expecting it, and. Browning was a problem early on until the Chiefs adjusted. I think when you know, the, like when they expect, like they know what Josh Allen is. And so I, I don't think they're going to be caught off guard. Whereas when Browning all of a sudden doing it, they're like, wait a second.
0: I he bet. went 10 for 32 in the last game against the Chiefs. He didn't burn him. He yeah. got in the end zone, but he didn't burn him. It, it was wha-
1: James Cook. It, it was Cook went, it was, well, yeah, it was the Cook James was Cook show, it. show the last time. He it was, was their was...
0: leading rusher and their leading receiver. Mm-hmm. And he got in the end zone a couple of times.
1: It was the James Cook show. Yes. Yes, it was.
0: And I'd be like, well, maybe it's Stefan Diggs turn to step up. I mean, not number one wide receivers against the Chiefs. I don't think so. And previous matchups have been Gabe Davis, who's burned them. He didn't even practice again today. So I don't, you know, it's hard to pick the person who would be the backbreaker for the Chiefs if they're
3: able to hold down James Cook. Maybe Shakir, the guy that had that one crazy touchdown for the Bills. Well, Khalil's text been to,
0: playing good. Start sending him some, let's get a burner phone. Gold, let's, uh, <laughs> people want to, you want me to text Gold has Khalil. Khalil Shakir's phone number. What? Let's get a burner phone and just start sending him We're like, I'm not gonna do that, like, like really weird stuff. Not to be angry why, why or violent, we, just weird, just weird stuff. And he's like, Why would we do that? Who? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like fun.
1: Why would I do that? I don't even know if it's still his current number, but I why don't text we?
0: him from, well, who changes numbers anymore? I don't know. That's from when he was famous uh, people. I guess Jason I... Kelsey talked about that on his podcast because. He hasn't changed his number since high school, and he's like, someone's like, you had to get a new number, That's from when he was like a
1: freshman at Boise State. He's probably changed his phone number. It's only
0: been four years, dude. He's not that famous of a player.
3: He probably has two phones. I'll,
1: I'll bet they, I will bet. He's, well, I, I think st- it's been like five or six years now.
3: He's probably still got that same number for his personal, but then he's got uh, a professional phone. Cody's trying to, you know,
1: Just mess
0: not, with, not happening. This is like fire alarm in the hotel stuff. No we mess with Khalil Shakir a little bit. <laughs> Why would we what,
3: do you want to call Just him, him at 2 a.m. Yeah, like, or whatever yeah, in like, the what are, hotel? No,
1: if anything, I'd like to get him on the show. I'd love to have him on the show. That's what I would like. Say nice things to him instead. I would like to have him on the show to talk about this game. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be happening.
0: I I mean you could try, but I don't I think yeah. the answer is no.
1: Usually that that's not how it works. Yeah, they don't usually in the in the season. In the off season yeah. probably could, but we wouldn't care at that point in the off yeah, season. Then, why do I want to matter. talk to Khalil Shagira exactly. in the yeah. middle of the off season?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Unless it was to rub his nose and the fact that Chiefs had beaten him again, what would be no, the point? He's a good guy. That'd be meaner than just sending yeah. him a text. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. He probably doesn't even remember who the hell I am, let's be honest. Let's, let's just be real about the situation here let's just be honest with ourselves you didn't
0: make a lasting impression I, I don't
1: think so I in fact I, I don't know because of when I left Boise like if he I think he had just shown like I don't even know if I had a full football season covering
0: it oh you think you might have just had one conversation yeah. with him when he was 18 years old from when the, during
1: uh, Boise when I worked in Boise we covered like
0: recruiting and all that crap and that's why I think I,
1: I think that's why I have his number
0: Oh, so he wasn't even, like, on the team yet?
1: Was, I'm trying to rem- I'm, I'm trying to remember the year. Either he had just gotten recruited or it was, like, his freshman year and then I left. Okay. It's something like that. <laughs> a long yeah. time. Uh, coming up next, we'll get to watch Trending the Latest and also back into what's going on in Atlanta with Bill Belichick and Harbaugh.
0: TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports.
1: clock at 4. Doncic. Donchich.
2: The step back three, you bet. Music. You set
0: my world on fire. Yeah, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn
2: app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
1: What's trending?
2: All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending
1: trending, is trending. Number one on What's Trending, we heard from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes a little bit earlier today here on Cody and Gold. Andy Reid saying that the window has been opened up for Skymore to return from IR, which is uh, meaning he'll be practicing today. Also, Kadarius Tony. Justin Ross expected to practice. Uh, so the Chiefs fairly healthy heading in. We'll see if any of those three I mentioned are active on Sunday. I think that's a whole different story. And honestly... I think I speak for a lot of people. I'm good with all three being inactive. Yeah. I really am. Um, I definitely don't getting... want all of them active. That's way too Wow, well, they won't have all three. The question is really, I think, whether Tony gets activated before Sunday. Like, I'm glad they're all getting healthier. That's great. But um, don't tempt yourself. Don't tempt yourself. It's not like Richie James did a ton, but you know what he didn't do? He didn't line up offsides. He didn't cause a turnover, uh, and he's doing okay as a punt return.
0: I'm good. It seemed like the ratio last week was good. I know McColl didn't make those catches, but yeah. that was as good as they've looked on offense in a while. I'd be hard-pressed to want to change it up. I'd be less worried about them being tempted with Sky more. I think he'd get a handful of snaps like anyone would, and so what? Versus I'd be really worried about their temptation on Kadarius Tony for the same reasons as always. Ooh, what if he touched the ball one time and the magic happened? That's always been the fear with him. Next up on What Training, Jason Kelsey says he hasn't fully decided whether or not to announce or to retire. That, according to his New Heights podcast with Travis Kelsey, said he did address the team after the game. Some of his teammates had said, if this is your last game, we're really sorry. That's how it ended. He was very nice about his career. He seemed a bit teary, just like he did in the sideline. I think he's probably battling with that. But he said when he is ready to make that announcement one way or the other, it'll be done in the proper way thanking and for gratitude for the right people and all of those things. I think he's probably still retiring gold. He's just saying he hasn't fully come to that decision yet. He's not trying to drag it out. Next up on what's
1: trending local college basketball last night, all three schools were in action. How about K-State? Another overtime win, He's 10-0 in
0: overtime. It's ridiculous. Jerome Tang
1: continues. They already have five overtime games and five overtime wins this year. And five last year. I mean, so they're probably like, yeah, it, this is insane. Uh, they, they get the win over number nine Baylor, sixty-eight to sixty-four. KU had no problem with Oklahoma State down in Stillwater. As for the Missouri Tigers, it's just been a rough year for them. They Not had so it a lot closer kids. until like the, the score probably isn't representative of what was actually like a four to six point game with five minutes to go, but they ended up getting blown out. Ultimately, if you look at the box score by Alabama. So yeah, it's a, it's a rough go. They're over. I think in conference now are the Missouri Tigers.
0: Yeah. It's been a tough, tough year for them. Although Nate Oates probably shouldn't be putting his hands on no, opposing players. Not. Absolutely not. Get his ass out for a few games. I can't believe he got to stay in that game. He physically put his hands on opposing teams players. You just can't do that.
1: Yeah. Nate It's an um, interesting guy, isn't he? Interesting
0: guy down in Alabama. Standing up for some real questionable behavior from his players. Last and that's year. putting it incredibly yeah. mildly. And then now, yeah, physically handling the players. That's wild. I think for the longest time, it seemed like Nate Oates was destined for, like, one of the big, big jobs. Like, he'd be a guy who ended Kentucky. up at Kentucky or can't, or, you know, whatever. One of the... Not with all the baggage he's got riding on him.
1: I don't think so. You never know. But, yeah, I don't think so.
0: Next up on Watch trending: Amazon needs bankruptcy court to approve a deal that they're trying to make with the Diamond Sports Group over the streaming rights for a number of these regional sport networks for NHL, NBA, and, of course, Major League Baseball. If this deals to be approved, the Royals are said to be in this deal. One of five teams who would start having their games on Amazon Prime immediately. Now, what would that cost you? What would that look like? Those details aren't out there yet. They're not sure whether or not it would cost more money in addition to your normal Prime account to subscribe to it, just that that's where the games would be exclusively going if this deal is to be bartered. This is something that got rumored like a full year ago when they started going bankrupt, but Major League Baseball had been hesitant to it because they want Amazon to buy their media rights directly through them, but also they had to prop up two of the broadcasts last year self-running them, and they don't want all these teams in their network not getting the TV rights money that they were expected to get. So, we'll see how it happens. But at least a preliminary deal struck according to reports between Amazon and the Diamond Sports Group for Amazon to buy some share in the company, and then that way have a right to stream these games.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this potentially happening. You know, it, it, this is reality of where we're headed, so why not have the best option of what is the new world of, of streaming for for baseball? Like, centralized. Yeah, we all We all would love if it was 1995 and we could just click on the TV and everything was free over the air. Like it's well, if it was not, just on YouTube. It's just TV not. Yeah. It's you know? just not where it's headed. This would be better than the current setup. Yeah. And that's what I'm excited about. Potentially. That's what's trending here on Cody and gold. Someone says you guys are acting like Nate Oates assaulted that player for Missouri. It wasn't that bad at all. Look, it's, it's pretty Can't simple for players. me. Opposing coach. You don't touch a player on another team, period. That's what it is. Like, well, he that, shoved him too. That, it wasn't it. like you just touched him. Like, you know, he kind of pushed him back. Yeah. Like, you just don't touch uh, an opponent whatsoever. If you're the coach, you let that coach handle it. You let the refs, you know, handle it. You just don't do that. That's just like I, any level, by the way.
0: NBA. That's how Big Tom got himself like, suspended. He sure like, put his hands. Well, he got
1: suspended because he wasn't even a coach. He was just a. He wasn't even. But a if game he was guy. a coach.
0: He'd been suspended. You can't yeah, physically a, touch the opponent.
1: Correct, but like the reason why it's no like it, to me, it's it's different. Literally, yeah. that that security guy got in trouble because he's not even a he's not even a coach. Like so, is <laughs> yeah. he like that's why he got into your trouble? But like you don't do it like certainly in a high school game. You don't if you're the opposing coach. Like that'll get that'll get parents and coaches all upset in that circumstance too. Like. You just don't touch an opposing player if you're the coach of the other team.
0: I don't care how light of a shove it is. You, you, I mean, that's exactly the point, Gold. You straight up, can't, it does not matter the sport. You can't do it. <laughs> just can't put your hands on there. Plus, again, his reputation's already not great after how he handled everything last year. So didn't end up winning the title for all that anyway. UConn, by the way, aren't they the number one team in the country again? Very good. Maybe we'll get a, maybe yeah, a repeat Purdue's champion for the first time too. in a long time.
3: What's yeah, that? Purdue's I said good Purdue's the up there too. Wisconsin yeah. lost last night. They did. You're uh, right. Your badgers. I'm good. I, it was, I was bothered by the color commentator. The guy goes, <laughs> This was and they go, w- 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 Wisconsin wants to keep this game to fifty points. Penn State wants to score 80. I was like, have you not watched Wisconsin this year? They've scored 80 points like normally, six times. Yeah, that
1: normally Wisconsin is the fifty point team. This year they normally. actually are much better.
0: I almost feel like this year, I know we don't talk a ton of college basketball this time of the year, because the Chiefs are in the middle of the postseason. Yep. Once this is done, we'll probably ramp it up a little bit. This has a chance to be the single greatest year of Big 12 basketball ever. I mean, every night is a top 20 matchup between two great teams. And then about every week and a half or two weeks, you get like a top 10 matchup. And then once a month, you get a top five matchup. That's the conference every week, every game. It's nuts. Like i just looking at Kansas's schedule or K-State schedule. And you're like, boy, K-State, boy, like 15th and Ken Palm. Are they going to get in the tournament? I'm like, well, I mean, they're going to have they enough have quad one yeah. wins because
1: – Well, they have – I would say, yeah, they have, they have plenty of opportunity to improve their resume, and there's not even a question. Like, you yeah. you have so many opportunities to do it. I think they'll end up as a bubble team most likely. It'll be a sweat. We'll see how things go. Last that was a huge win for uh, for Tang uh, and K-State. I mean, that was th- big time.
0: I think if you're a bubble win and you're in the Big 12 – you should be in. Like I just be like just well, based yeah. on your resume, will probably show This conference, this year, it's kind of wild because you have to just face top again top ten opponents every week.
1: I, I get what you're saying, but like I would argue, like by that, like that'll that conference factor already will go into your resume. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Sure. Like that'll already be factored in. If they, if they're a bubble team, they will most likely because of the conference they're in have a better case than some other teams. But I mean, within reason, right? They can't be a, a 16 win team or a 15 win team. I think that'll be tough. Like they probably need to get to 17 plus. So even in this conference now, what are they at now? Are
0: they uh, now? I don't know.
1: No, I mean, if they found a way to beat Houston or KU, you know, who are going to be you know one of the top,
0: then they're all, seeds, then they're you know, a borderline they, automatically. And uh, unless they, they just, really tank, K-State,
1: it. K State, you know, is going to struggle to to score. They're currently ton, thirteen but, and four
0: overall. Yeah. Um, three and one in the conference, which means a lot at the moment.
1: Yeah, they got to get north, north, early north. Been, I said seventeen. I was probably being generous. They probably got to get eighteen plus.
3: Unfortunately for you, code UMKC is dead last in the Summit League. I looked that up. Oh, it's tough.
0: Yeah, uh, it's not Missouri's year, but it's also, once again, for the... It's a close conference, so it's tight. 40th consecutive year, not UMKC's year.
1: I wanted to to talk about where things stand on the coaching front in the NFL because we know, as of last night, it's not just Bill Belichick, but it's also uh, Jim Harbaugh that have interviewed, right, for the Falcons job. And I'm thinking about them both interviewing and not getting gigs. And you're like, wait a second, if you're... If you're the Falcons organization, how are you not locking down one of these guys? But there's some formulas that you have to go through and in, 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 in paths you have to go down. One is we just know, right, you got, you have to interview other candidates, specifically a minority candidate for a Rooney rule, and give them an opportunity to, to make their case and why they're the best candidate available for the job and the guy that should get hired. I also think if you're Belichick, aren't you waiting? Aren't you waiting to find out for sure that the Eagles don't fire Seriani? for here?
0: sure...
1: Belichick doesn't go to the cat cow- like there's not opportunity for the Cowboys if you're Belichick. I
0: don't think everybody's going to be banging down the door for Belichick. I don't think every team would just hire them as their first choice. I guess not every
1: team, point. but I think the the two that I mentioned, the Eagles and the Cowboys, would.
0: If you're Bill Belichick, what is your top choice? Is it Eagles, Cowboys, one, two, for sure? It's trying. It's to hard not out. to because it's Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott, which means you get a good quarterback play. But by that standard, why wouldn't the Chargers be? Less I mean, other than the fact that Patrick Mahomes is in your division.
1: It's still what we don't have the answer to, which is how much control does Belichick want.
0: Having say is
1: one thing, no problem. Does he want to be the guy that have final say in the roster? And some organizations will be open to that. Also, does he just is is he just want to coach for a year, maybe win a ring a year and a half, you know, two years and and get his coach for like a day and and get his fifteen wins to break the record. Or sixteen, I think, breaks it, right? Doesn't fifteen tie it, something like that with Shula that ultimately is what he wants. And so the Cowboys, the Eagles chargers give you a chance next year, even to at least win 10 plus the Falcons, I think in that division. And if you got Kirk, Cousins, you, could win, you could win 10 plus next year there. So all of a sudden, then you're in, then you're, you know, then you get playoff game. You might only be like three wins away, four years away or four wins away after one year in those places. I just
0: think when you're Bill Belichick's age, the one thing that would be off putting versus Harbaugh, even because he's got a little more time under the belt than that. But mm. if you're Bill, you can't want to go in trying to figure out quarterbacks still. Like, if I were him, that's why the, that's more than anything why the Philly or Dallas Shops would be like, those are the quarterbacks. They're both going to get paid a ton of money. Just so you know, as much as you can think, whatever you think about Dak Prescott, especially come postseason time, he's getting ready to get like $60 million yeah, I a think year. there's some more question about
1: that, but he probably still is. There's some more question after what just happened. But yeah, I think that's fair. And look, neither job is open right now. Just let's be clear. Uh, the yeah. Cowboys and Eagles still haven't opened up. So right now we're really talking about the Falcons and the, and the Chargers. They also haven't
0: said our coaches are returning. Like Mike right. Tomlin said he's returning Correct. for 2024.
1: Well, Mike Tomlin has a choice. McCarthy, it's not up to you. Know I mean that's the difference. Well,
0: my, the Steelers my, can make it no choice for Tomlin, you, but yes. Steelers
1: Look, if Mike Tomlin was not the coach of the Steelers, it would be his decision. The Steelers aren't firing Mike Tomlin. It would be Mike Tomlin saying, "I'm just done with this organization. I'm not signing another year extension. He's got you know one year left on his his deal." Whereas like Mike McCarthy and Sirianni, they're they're just hoping they keep their job.
0: Someone says, "What about Belichick and just Josh Allen?" They're just waiting to see if Sean McDermott got thirty balled by the Chiefs. Would he get axed?
1: Imagine being a Bills fan. And that dude haunted you for 20-some-odd years. What do you care? I mean, and if then, it helps you then, win, then, who
0: cares?
1: It, I, McDermott's not getting fired. I'm sorry, that's the other thing. McDermott's not getting fired. He, he, he didn't lose he had the wild to lose card to weekend. the Steelers. In embarrassing fashion, yeah. He's in the divisional round. They're, like, they can lose by 25 to the Chiefs. They're not firing Sean McDermott. After He'd be in the hot seat for next year. For next year. But they wouldn't fire him because uh, he was on the verge of missing the playoffs. And then they rattled off. They ended up as the two-seed this year. And they lost divisional round.
3: Has Mike Vrabel even been interviewed for any of these openings? I don't think he's been interviewed at Uh, all. we
1: mentioned he could be the guy that gets left out. Yeah. He could be the odd man out, which is bizarre.
3: Yeah. How?
0: How? He's just, like, I guess if I'm him, maybe the only how is, like, the Panthers would probably hire you, but you're like, I'm not taking
1: this. If you're Vrabel, do you do what Doug Peterson did? Like, you you sit out a year, and the next year you're one of the top candidates.
0: The only fear I would have about that is that I still think Doug Peterson ended up on the, like, he ended up getting the good job. He did, but it wasn't his slam. It wasn't as big of a slam dunk. I felt like the year after, where everyone was like, everyone wanted to hire Doug Peterson. He found a spot. He found a job, but
1: it well, wasn't. He, I mean, I think job. he chose Jacksonville because yeah. at that time you had Trevor like you had Trevor Lawrence. You're like, oh, this I can make this work. I wonder. This thing work. I
3: wonder if he would like the Atlanta job, like say Bill goes somewhere else and say, who who would like it? Vrabel, Vrabel, or if he would fit the, yeah, the younger guys think... and teaching them up, you know, I, and getting. Because he, he seems to be, you know, he's more of a player's coach. Obviously, he played.
1: He he might like it, but I, I don't know if I'm Atlanta. Do they go back to Tennessee, and, and it's because Arthur Smith? Came, guy? Well, Arthur Smith, and fair or not, like Arthur Smith came, came from, from Tennessee, from and do they say, and that didn't work out well. Do they go? Let's go get the guy that was the boss of the guy we just had before.
0: Usually not the spot after. That's a good point. You know?
1: I don't know. I mean, i just just presenting. I, I, I don't know. Some organization
3: right. maybe doesn't care.
0: I guess the Chiefs are going to have to hire Mike Vrabel as a special <laughs> assistant. You know, whatever those made-up titles they give coaches, like, spe- you
3: know, passing Yeah, like what Saban's doing with these guys. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or did with those guys. So Vrabel come in and just, like, you know, toss a couple of quips across in a meeting room, you know? I still don't know if is going to be a good hire, though, because he's been out of the league for so long. He, he's always the hot name. He's the splashy name, but... Are we sure that he really is going to work out wherever he's, he's going? I mean, he's I, everywhere. No he's, sure thing. Ev-
0: the only thing for Harbaugh is even, even more than Bill Belichick. Any place Harbaugh has been a coach, college or pros, he has been successful. Literally every stop in his entire yeah. coaching career has come with success. I can't even say that about Bill Belichick. He has several other duds. <laughs> Not at different locations, but anti-Tom Brady, we've all pointed out. He's below five hundred. You know, like, we've seen other Mm. struggles versus Harbaugh wins. Like, when he took over the 49ers, they were not a good team. They were in the Super Bowl a few years later. They weren't even good when he took them over. They were, like, sitting on Alex Smith, who was a bust of a number one overall pick. He... Took that team to no, a I Super think,
1: Bowl. No, I think Harbaugh would be five. If it ends up with the Chargers, I, I think that's actually a really good hire. I do, too. For the, the Chargers. Which happens.
0: I'm not rooting for. I'm rooting for bad hires for the Chargers. Who do you want the Chargers to hire, then? Uh,
3: who do I think is the Brian that's Callahan. That's yeah, Brian one. Callahan. That's realistic. Dan, Dan realistic. Quinn.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. Well, well, Dan no matter, Quinn would Dan be great. Quinn. That's who I want. Yeah, they're not going to do that, but Please. incredible. Brian so,
3: Callahan is going in for a second interview with the Titans. I saw that. Uh, he's Because I guess they did all virtual interviews, and now he's going for an in-person one. So maybe he's... One of the leading candidates, I guess.
1: I wonder. See, I don't know if the charge would go defense again anyway, because the Ravens' defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, is another name. I think he could end up getting the Panthers' job. We'll see. There's a lot. I mean, some of these guys may choose to to wait for better opportunities, like Bobby Slowick, the OC for the Texans. Like
0: he went around another year. Be careful.
1: If if you stay around for another year, though, and next year Stroud does it again, then he is the, then he will be the top candidate the ben johnson like he, he will be the guy that can pick wherever he wants yeah but
0: that was but if it goes badly then you're kellen moore
1: yeah and you're still just an oc not getting Slo- a head coaching Slo- job Sloan's already done more though because he's got the rookie quarterback and he's doing it with so people are like oh versus like you could have made the argument with kellen moore oh well you've got dak he's a veteran slowick's doing it with a rookie quarterback right now and with and it doesn't have cd lamb to throw to where's ben johnson interviewed at uh, he because he's still so the oh the right, yeah, fa- right, of the, course he's still in the, the favorite though is everybody thinks it's like almost a no-brainer Washington. that the Commanders are going to hire him.
3: Okay, that they're new
0: guys just waiting for the opportunity to give him the gig, some which of the, makes sense. Someone
1: says the Chargers are going to hire just former Missouri quarterback Chase Daniel. <laughs>
0: I mean, he does nice film breakdowns on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, he probably knows what he's talking about.
3: He's in the league for Can a Can you imagine? Out of left field, we're going to hire him.
1: Chase Daniel.
0: This would be like the
3: rumors <laughs> oh from a goodness. couple years ago. I mean, Jeff Saturday got a job out did. of nowhere once. He did.
1: Well, that's just because he was friends with the owner. Uh, which, do you see that news? Came out today around Jim Irsay, scary stuff now. So I guess there's a report uh, that back in December uh, they had, you know, ambulance and everything was called to his residence and he was found, you know, unresponsive and over apparent overdose and all this. And then he's been out for a while with what they're calling a severe respiratory illness. But unfortunately, we know he has a history of of addiction issues. And uh, there's, yeah, there's a report from TMZ that uh, back in mid-December, early December, that uh, he overdosed on they don't know what, but uh, very serious like that. Oh, so man. much so like when they arrived, like he was blue.
0: Yeah, I see the report yeah. now. Ursay received a dose of Narcan, yeah, um, which is obviously to yeah. over to, to get rid of an opioid overdose. God, yeah, that's really scary.
1: I thought you said, yeah, that's uh, that was the news out of Indy today.
0: But hmm.
1: all the team is saying that he's still battling an upper rep- respiratory illness. Who knows what that means? Hopefully, jeez.
0: But, yeah, I hope he's all right.
1: That was the Jim Ursay. Update. You mentioned owners and Saturday. Just yeah, reminded, I just—I was just thinking about the last yeah, it reminded time reminded me of that. Yeah,
0: I was trying to think of the most stu- in my lifetime the most stunning head coaching hirings, and that was <laughs> Jeff Saturday off the. But that, street. that was like, and that was in season though. Like, was, they I interim, know, but it was stuff. still weird yeah, as an interim basis. It was. but that was. Yeah, they, still they, they dragged
3: him from ESPN. And said, "Hey, you're a legend here. You played here forever. You want to coach?".
0: I mean, it would just be like if Andy Reid quit midseason – season And then they just, like, said, and just rather than have somebody in the building, they're just like, hey, Alex Smith, want to come be the head coach of of the team? That's
1: Yeah. What's sad is there's some Chiefs fans listening that think that would actually be okay um, based off of our offensive coordinator discussions. So I actually think some people wouldn't think that's crazy. That's what's crazy about that.
0: I did see people maybe like a week ago. uh, Before we wrap up, I can do it quick. But, like, uh, a couple weeks saying, maybe we had the wrong guy. The head coach in waiting should be Spags. Not Matt Nagy. You and I have said this before. If I got Patrick Holmes, my my head coach coach, is going to be worried about the offense. And also, Spags not going anywhere. Spags had his opportunity to be a head coach because of his because of his age and everything else. Um, Defensive coaches. He's probably never getting another head coaching opportunity ever again. Spags is what
1: like two years younger than Andy. That's it. Yeah. Yes. In waiting. (laughs) Spags has been incredible. Uh, I I, we've we've done the show. Uh, multiple years now, and we've always had discussions around the defense, even in years where they struggled early. And like, I I, I still think he's done an absolutely unbelievable job. Every single year he's been here. And I know this year is the one everyone wants to talk about because they're the best. But I, you look at these other years, even when they got off to bad starts, when it mattered most, man, he got this defense ready to play. Sure did. He got them ready to play. And in the biggest moments they were ready, except he's been doing it all year because they've got some young studs in the secondary We'll talk more about Chiefs-Bills tomorrow on the show. We'll have Mike Shope, our friend up in Buffalo, get their perspective. What are they saying about the Chiefs? We all have our thoughts about how this matchup, what are they saying about a shot at the Chiefs and their building for the first time in the in, in the playoffs. So, Plus, Damon Hughes and Mina Kimes. Big show tomorrow. Looking forward to it. The Drive with CDOT coming up next. Patrick Mahomes will join CDOT at 310 right here on 610
0: Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports
1: clock at four Doncic. the step back
2: three
3: you bet. music you set my world on fire. Yeah,
2: and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right
1: here on tune in go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start
2: listening